Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. So we're moving into 21 days of fasting and prayer. And, um, and I, I, let me just kind of give you a history on this. We've been doing these 21 days of fasting and prayer for I can't even tell you how long. You know, 20 years? You know, there's one year, two years, maybe we didn't do it. You know, we just felt like the Lord was saying, you know, do something else, do something different. And I never really want to get into a, I don't, uh, I, I, like, I like things to flow freely, you know. And I don't like to get boxed into, you know, certain things just because we've always done them. So, I, every single year I ask the Lord, I, you know, are we supposed to be doing, I just check in with Father is what I do. I ask the Lord, are we supposed to step into another 21-day fast at uh, the beginning of the year? And, you know, there's been several times, maybe like I said, two or three times where I felt like, you know, probably wasn't the right time or just, just let's do something else. But this year we feel like, we're, again, we are to step into the 21-day. Let me just say, let me just encourage you with this. Um, you know, the 21 days of fasting and prayer is not a 21-day diet. And, you know, come on, laugh with me, all right? And, but it really is, it's, it's taking, I think it's crucial to take the first part of the year and just offer it to the Lord and just sanctify it to the Lord. And if we're going to believe God for an amazing 2018 and asking God to continue to shower his faithfulness on us, I think it's important, just like the tithe, the first fruits are very, very important to the Lord. And giving the Lord the first fruits of a new year is critical, I think, for us. And for me personally, what it does, it helps realign things. I, I look forward to the 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I've, gone, I've, I've done seasons of fasting and prayer where I just, I, I think I tried... I went as far as I could just on water and juice, man. And God gave me grace for, I think, 14 days. I had dreams of lamb chops, you know, <laughs> in my head after day four. I don't know what it was. And so God's going to give you grace for whatever chart uh, or course you set for the 21 days. I'm going to take a, a moment. I want to talk to you about that. So today is going to be very, very practical and it kind of sets the stage practically for 21 days. Now, for some of us, this is the first time you've heard it. Like, oh my, 21 days? You know, I don't know if I can do two days. You know, I don't know if I can do one day. And I just want to make, I just want to let you guys know that whatever you commit to and you feel like the Lord has given you uh, uh, some kind of revelation on what he wants you to do, he'll give you grace. Grace always comes behind a promise, right? Or always comes behind obedience. There's going to be grace. And grace is not an unmerited free gift. It's, it's that, but it's also the, the power to do. And so by grace, we get to do this. And by grace, he will help us through that 21 days. One thing that's really important is whatever you set for your 21 days, there's just remember that there's a... I think I have to keep the tradition alive. There's an imaginary reset button, like right here in front of this pulpit. 
And, you know, if you make a mistake, you just push reset and start the next day. And so you don't want to beat yourself up and say, oh, my goodness, you know, I didn't even make it the first three hours, you know. You know, push reset and you keep going. And uh, the Lord will give you grace for it. Um, also, just, to, just a, a note that we have seen uh, amazing uh, signs and wonders and miracles and breakthrough in people's lives during the 21 days. In fact, when we merged, uh, when we started uh, Convergence House of Prayer, it used to be Harvest House Church, we actually merged with another church uh, in 1999 during a 21-day fast. I mean, this thing just kind of came out of nowhere in the 21 days. And so I'm just saying that in the time of fasting and prayer, there's going to be times when you're going to sense like, is, has there been any breakthrough whatsoever? And I'm telling you that times of fasting and prayer are never spent in a place where there's no fruit that comes later. There are times in the 21-day fast that you'll experience immediate results. Like God will break through. There'll be a solution to that problem. There'll be a life that's changed. There'll be a heart that's turned. There's a marriage that's healed. There's a physical ailment that is, that is healed. There's deliverance that comes. There's a lot of things that happen immediately on the 21 days. And so I just want to encourage you that you're going to find something happen immediately. And then there are times, and for me, like for 21 days, it's like, man, why did I do, I mean, just being honest, right? Why did I do this? You know, like, why did I... But I understand that maybe a month later or two months later, three months later, six months later, the breakthrough came and the, Lord, and the Lord would take me back to the 21 days that I sowed. And so sometimes the 21 days is sowing the seed, letting the Holy Spirit water that, create the, create the environment around it, and then before it actually brings forth a stem and then a plant, you know, and so forth, a tree and fruit. So I just want to let you know that, that in these 21 days, you're going, to see, you're going to see amazing things, and you're going to be sowing a lot of things, all right? So if you're with me, say amen with that. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 18. And if you guys can give me just, uh, honey, if you can give me a to- like, no, tissue, tissue, just do whatever that is. I don't know what it is with the air conditioning here. Um, verse 18. I'm, not gonna, I'm going to read um, a portion of that. Thanks, hon. Isn't she amazing? Oh, she, you just, she deserves better than that. I mean, she's amazing. I'm up there hurt seeing her doing those announcements. Like, man, she does those great. And she looks great. All right. Where was I? Psalm 119, verse 18. In fact, let me... I, I want to I look at the first part of this verse because it is tied to the law, but I believe it's broader and bigger than the law. So it says, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. And the, the focus of our fast is really open my eyes that I may see wondrous things. You know, we were in staff about three or, we- three or four weeks ago, and we were talking about the small things of God and how we overlook 
the small because we want the big. So we were talking about healing. We were talking about, you know, cripples, crippled people coming out of wheelchairs and blind eyes, which is very precious to us. It's one of our core values. It's, it's, and we've seen that demonstrated in, in our healing rooms, and we see it often in so many people's lives. And so we, we definitely go after that. But in the process of that, we, we tend to overlook the small things of God that are just as miraculous. And really, the, these 21 days is an invitation to actually look at the smallness of God, if I can use that word, the small things of God that are actually things that, that are, are big. In other words, and, and around the table, I started thinking about when we move into the depths of God, the small things of God, I think as we go smaller, we begin to see and marvel and wonder even more. When I talk about wonder, it's not questions. It's talking about the wonder of God in the small. And so when you take a look, when you study and you do research, let's just say of an atom or a molecule or the unseen realm, how God holds the planets together. If you did research on uh, a, even a DNA strand, or you look at a small, uh, a small light in the sky, we, which we call a star, we begin to ponder the beauty of that. And actually, as we begin to research, I was just doing some research to, uh, just, uh, just recently, just a couple days ago, on the earth and the rotation of the earth, because I want to get myself... I, I want myself, I want to get closer. I want to get into the depths of God and understand, even through science, I want to understand the beauty and the nature of the Lord, which I tend to overlook. And so I was just, I think it was if, if the earth, it was off its axis by 1%, we would, you know, we'd burn or we'd freeze or we would, or if we moved this way or this way, I mean, everything's so perfectly aligned, everything's spinning at the right pace and we get to enjoy life as a result of it. And I think that as we peer into the depths of God and the small things, we'll actually have faith for the big things. And so really this fast is, is looking at uh, Psalm 118. is open my eyes that I may see wondrous things. Like we want to... We want to continue these signs. and We want to continue to see signs and wonders and miracles and we, we want to continue to see lives that are changed like that so dramatically. Things shift like that. But I want to focus my attention on this 21 days on the small things that, that God is doing, the little things throughout the day that I see God's hand. And I want, I want, that to, I want to be drawn to that, not to just the... I want the mundane to be more than just mundane. I want the routine to be more than just the routine. I want my eyes to see the wonders of God in my daily lifestyle, in the things that my daughter might say or my son might say or my, you know, these things that come to me. I want to be open to see what God's doing in the small so that I can actually have faith for the big. And I just don't think that, you know, hey, if we're not seeing blind eyes open, we're, we're, we're failing as a, you know, as a body. Or if we're not seeing, you know, cities reached and saved, we're doing something wrong, and we're not seeing the little things that God is doing along the way, 
that's actually preparing and perpetuating a move of God. Did that make sense to you? So, three of you. All right, so... I just want to read to you just a little bit of what we said in our news feed because I think it sums it up, and then I want to talk to you why we should fast and so forth. God is, is tugging at our hearts, reminding us that even the simple aspects of life can be profound. He is constantly with us, involved in the small and seemingly insignificant area of our lives. We see this illustrated through the sciences and nature, the greatest revelations of God are found in the small, even unseen things. Consider the atom. As we focus on the small, our hearts become filled with how big God is. In this season of fasting and prayer, let us slow down and discover God in the small things, becoming more aware of what he's doing, of what he's saying in the everyday moments of our lives, leading us to greater levels of faith to face the big things in life with confidence and hope. So when we see God in the small, it gives us a greater level of faith for the big. The more we we reflect on the small, if I can, God's not small, but he can be, you know what I'm saying? Because he's everywhere at once, you know? He's, okay. He's in everything and he's created everything. But, it actually gives us, brings us to new levels of faith for the big things of God, the big challenges that we're facing. I believe in the 21 days, as we just peer into this, into the, I want to I use the word smallness. I don't want to use that phrase, smallness of God, but I think you understand what I'm saying. As we peer into the, the unseen realm, some of the small things, and we give thanks to the Lord, I feel like there's going to be a, there's going to be an elevation of our faith and uh, there's going to be a, a strengthening and a, and a courage that's going to hit our heart so that we can actually believe God for the big things. What I'm trying to say is that if we just look at the big things that are in front of us and we don't look back at, this, at what God is doing in the small, we'll limit our faith for the big. We actually short-circuit our faith for the big and we find ourselves, we, we find ourselves a bit faithless. But if I can dwell, even if I just took a moment like we talked about in 2017, the faithfulness of God in 2017, if I just took 30 minutes, got a paper journal out, got a pen out, and I said, Holy Spirit, remind me of your faithfulness in 2017, and I just began to write. That's going to give me faith for 2018. If I just got my journal out, which I do have a paper journal, and I, just, I also have a digital journal. If I got my moleskin out, which is what I have, moleskin. Anyway, so, and I just said, remind me of the small things where I could be thankful for heading into this fast. Just bring it to my attention. And then I just, I just get before my blank page, and I'm telling you, I, I, I believe I'll receive a download from heaven that'll come. And the Lord will remind me and, and allow me to see the small things that he's been doing in my life. Let's just say this past year. That's going to actually perpetuate me. It's going to give me a, it's going to put me into a place of thanksgiving for what he's doing. But it's also going to give me the faith for the challenges that are ahead. And in this 21 days, you could be believing God for big things. And I encourage you to dream big. I encourage you to get before the Lord and say, you know, 
Maybe he'll give you a global vision. Maybe he'll give you something in ministry that, you, that he's going to highlight and he wants you to run with. He's going to start putting tools in your hand. But I think that's, that's going to happen as a result of, of this, of this pondering before the Lord, the small things that God is doing in our lives that's going to accelerate into the big things that we'll have faith for. Does that make sense? So we just want you to, we just want you to jump on that, on that uh, train by so to speak, in the next 21 days. Let me talk to you about why, and I do this uh, pretty much every year, but let me just talk to you about why you know, we're, we fast and why we pray. So prayer and fasting is essentially a partnership with God to see his works and his redemptive plan on the earth. When we pray and when we fast, we become partners with God to enforce what Christ did on the cross and his finished work. Um, in Psalm 69, verses 10 through 13, I like this out of the Passion Translation because you guys know I've been into Passion Translation lately. And it says uh, in verse 10 through 13, when they see me seeking for more of you with weeping and fasting, they all just scoff and scorn at my passion. When I humble myself with sorrow over my sin, it gives them a reason to mock me even more. Isn't that crazy? The leaders, the influential ones, how they scorn my passion for you. He's talking to the Lord. I become the talk of the town, the theme of drunkards' songs. Verse 13. This is where I really want to encourage you with. But I keep calling out to you, Yahweh. I know you will bend down and listen to me. For now is the season of favor. Now is the season of favor. Let's say it together. Now is the season of favor. That's half the room. Say it again. Now is the season of favor. Now I want you to put the emphasis on now. Ready? Now is the season of favor. And then let's go ahead and put the emphasis on favor and not now. Now is the season of favor. It's, it's, it's both sides of the bookends. Now and favor. And we received that word last year from Bobby C. Well, you know. And, and you know, when we have prophets in, I believe that, you know what, if you can get a prophet on the soil of your region that has that anointing that Bobby has, he's over 70, and he's carried this mantle for years and years. There's something about prophetic fathers coming on your, coming on your ground and making a declaration. And I'm telling you that for some, I know you struggled. For others, you've been tremendous breakthrough, but I still believe the word's the same. And that is now we are in a season of favor. So let's just say now favor. Ready? One, two, three. Now favor. 
I just felt good to say. But I keep calling to you, Yahweh. I know you will bend down and listen to me, for now is the season of favor because of your faithful love for me. Your answer to my prayer will be my sure salvation. So fasting should never be viewed as a merit-producing, manipulative, or in any way or an act of bargaining with God. The objective is not to move God in closer alignment with us and our will, but rather to draw us in closer to alignment with God and his will. So fasting and prayer moves us and aligns us, sensitizes us more to what God is saying. And we want to make sure that if he's on 95.3 FM that we're not on 100.8. You know, if he's on, come on, man. I don't even know if 95 point whatever is a radio station, so don't, you know. I didn't say 95.7 because that's the game, right? So 95 point whatever, it's that it actually, we're actually actually becoming more aware of of the frequencies of heaven and hearing God more clearly. So when we take 21 days and we separate it unto God, we sanctify it, then we actually, we actually begin moving the dial a little closer and we get better reception of what God is saying in our life. Yes, we still, it's not that we're not hearing God. It's just that we actually, through this thing called fasting and prayer, we actually get to hear God more clearly. You guys all right? All right. So what does fasting do for me? Well, prayer and fasting is the only way we can gain access to some things from the Lord. And I, I just want to note, I don't have time to read Matthew chapter 17, 14 through 21. Remember when Jesus was confronted with the, the man who had a son who had, an ep- who had epilepsy and suffered severely from that? And then the disciples were working really hard on trying to get him, you know. And so Jesus says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So there are, that, indic- that tells me something, that there are certain things, certain breakthroughs that will happen in, our, in my life that are a direct result of prayer and fasting and will not come otherwise. Does that make sense? Number two. Prayer and fasting creates a hunger for God. Now, it all depends on what fast you're going to... We'll talk about that in a moment. It all depends on what fast you're taking. But, but for me personally, the greater the sacrifice, the greater the encounter. Well, for, for, I'll just say this. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the breakthrough. And I'm just telling you that for my own personal life. For my own personal life, my own journey of fasting and prayer, man, I've had... I went, for, I went fasting and prayer hard, you know, like, like I said. I, I still remember the 14 days straight, hard. But I can guarantee you that in that 14 days, that was my greatest breakthrough of hearing the voice of God and seeing the results of that. Because when I was hungry, because you get hungry, you get hungry, that hunger is an indi- it actually 
I, I train myself to realize that the hunger is going to point me to God. It's not going to just, I'm not going to be thinking about, you know, food, food, food. It's going to be thinking, no, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm doing this for. And it's actually the alarm to get me into a place of prayer. So first, my first line of prayer is, God, help me in this hunger right now right where I'm at. And once I got past that, it was like, you know, this is, my, this is a calling for me to spend time with the Lord. Number three, prayer and fasting inspires determination to follow God's revealed plan in my life. I'll just give you a bunch of them. So number four, prayer and fasting burns out selfishness. Oh, isn't that true? Number five, prayer and fasting increases our spiritual reception by quieting our mind and our emotions. You know, there's... a Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Number six, prayer and fasting reduces the power of self so the Holy Spirit can do a more intense work in us. Prayer and fasting demonstrates our commitment to Jesus. Prayer and fasting will give us a fresh new spiritual insights. I'm telling you, prayer and fasting, if you go for it, prayer and fasting will release greater levels of revelation. I can just tell you, I'm just telling you as a person who's been doing that now for at least the 21 days for the last 21 years. Is it 21 or 22 years? 22 years. Number nine, prayer and fasting brings a heightened sense of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When you pray, uh, when you pray and fast, there's a level of confidence in the Spirit that increases. I can't explain it, but... I do know that as I separate myself, I sanctify myself for those 21 days, there is an there encounter with God that goes up, and then there's a confidence that comes right behind it. And I sense, I sense this, uh, a greater awareness of the presence of God around me. I sense a greater level of the anointing of God on me, and I believe you're going to feel and experience the very same thing. You know, we did some research on just the physical part of fasting and prayer. When you, when you eat food, uh, blood actually goes, goes into the stomach area to help digest the food. When you, when you fast, the blood actually stays up in your head and you actually think clearer. You ever had a big, large burrito and then tried to do some work afterwards? Come on, man. I mean, maybe in your 20s you can pull that off. But when you're, in, when you're older, you just, just slouch. And you're, you're just foggy because your body's working hard to digest that, all that Mexican food, right? All that food. But I found out through experience that when I prayed and fasted that I actually thought clearer. And so I think that's part of the secrets because God actually made the body and he understand, and he's also called us to a time of fasting and prayer. And I think he pretty much knows what's going on, that when we fast and pray, that we do without food, let's just say, that we actually become sharper intellectually and we're sharper in the spirit. We actually hear God. We can actually hear God better. The amens were low on that, but... I just thought I'd share that anyway. And prayer and fasting, you know, you guys have one day to get it all in, right? Today. Some of you guys are, maybe you aren't going to start until January 2nd. I'll give you grace for that because tomorrow, you know, tomorrow's tomorrow. 
Number 10, prayer and fasting brings healing to our land. And we know 2 Chronicles 7, 14, right? Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. All right. Let me just kind of wrap this up with just giving you some real practical things before we jump into our 21 day. Number one, you want to fast from something to feast on something. So we fast from something to something. What do I mean? It means that fasting should lead us to feasting. We fast in the natural to feast on the spiritual. We fast from food to feast on communing with God and spending more time in his word. The focus shouldn't be solely on the fasting, but on the feasting. So I'm carving out time for maybe, for, we'll get practical, real practical in a moment. Maybe it's one meal a day that you're going to fast. Well, in that one meal a day of fasting, you want to be feasting on the word. If it's two meals a day, then what you want to do, that's more of a Jewish fast. Let's say the Jewish fast kind of goes from sun up to sundown. That's why it's great to do it this time of the year because there's no daylight savings time. <laughs> Just being practical. So it starts getting dark at 445. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Instead of nine, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 you know, you're, you're, let's just say, because that's one of, a popular one people do. They have one meal a day and they don't have, you know, they, they don't have a plate this big at night. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a normal meal. And so, so they're, they're fasting in the morning, in the afternoon, but you want to be feasting on God. You want to be feasting, let's say, on, in worship, just getting before him. You want to be feasting in the word. So we want to fast from something to feast on something. So let your focus be on feasting. Let that be the, let that be the engine. So I'm going to feast on the word of God, and I'm gonna, so I'm going to fast. Let's just say it's it's uh, breakfast and it's lunch. And so then you guys can turn it loose after 4.30 or 5 o'clock, whatever that time. Number two, the greater the sacrifice, the greater the return. And I know I just alluded to that. So through my seasons of fasting and prayer, one thing I personally discovered, the greater the sacrifice in the flesh, the greater the reward in the spirit. The more I starve the flesh, the more I feed my spirit. It's hard to explain, but it's, but it's true. And so one thing I do want to note for you all is please don't push yourself beyond healthy limits or medical advice. But on the other hand, don't wimp out. You get the balance? Is it okay if I say wimp out? Does that make sense? Is that an old 70s term, 80s term? Yeah. Everyone in the 20s knows what I'm talking about, right? Okay. All right, all right. So now let's move into a kind of 
kind of, I got this funnel thing to talk about why to some things like we want to feast on something in these 21 days. So let me just give you four practical things that you can do. Number one, create a plan. So, um, and I'm big on knowing what I want to do as I head into a time of fasting and prayer. So I determine my focus. I determine my objective and what kind of fast I sense the Lord calling me to. And I'll talk to you guys that, about that in a moment. Having these things sorted out helps me get uh, the most out of my fasting and prayer. In other words, if I go into my fasting and prayer starting on January 1st or January 2nd, I, I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to not know what I'm doing, and I'll just, I'll just eat because I don't know what I'm doing. So this is a time for you to get before the Lord and just ask the Holy Spirit, what kind of fast do you want me to go on? Is that all right? And, and so you just ask the Holy Spirit, say, what do, what do you want me to do? And so keeping in mind that you want to feast on the presence of God, you want to feast on the things of God, and you want a great return in the Spirit. All right? So create a plan. Number two, create a schedule. In other words, what gets, what gets scheduled gets done. Schedule time with God. I actually have it on my digital calendar. Time with God. I have an appointment with God. So no one's going to call me at 5.30 in the morning. No one better not call me at 5.30 in the morning. But that's my appointment with God. Now, it's convenient because all my kids are grown up. And if you're a young married, you can have that appointment. But it doesn't mean you're always going to be successful with that appointment. Because I set these appointments when I was, when we had little ones, like Lydia and these running around. Uh, and as soon as I set that appointment, I'm telling you, they got up an hour early. <laughs> like I would say, I would say, you know what? I am going to get up 30 minutes earlier. I know that Lydia doesn't get up until blah, 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 and all that. And I'm, the day of, I start doing it, something happens, you know. What? I'm sick. Something happened, you know. Not that she does that. So, not that she doesn't. Doesn't do it now. So she wants me to move on. All right. So we want to create a plan, create a schedule. In other words, I'm trying to make it real practical. So let's say that you're at work and you're saying, I'm going to fast lunch. Well, get your Bible out. Have a plan. What, are you going to, what book are you going to read? Are you going to read on topic? Are you going to go to uh, uh, Bible.com, which is you version? You want to go there? They actually have fasting plans that do not come with pictures, but fasting, fasting plans. So you guys can go ahead. They have a 21-day fast, uh, like, a, um, like a Bible reading for 21 days. Get, get that out. Let that be a source. Let that be a help for you as you guys move through the fast. So have a plan, all right? And then I would encourage you, number three, to write daily in a journal. Now, I have day one, which is the Apple app journal, digital journal, and so you, whatever journal you have, paper, it could be whatever, but journal. And, and be intentional about it because you have to believe. Here's what journaling does for me. I actually expect God to speak. Like I get before the Lord, I open my journal up, and I just, and I recount the day. I do do that. Like I think about yesterday, and I, I'm journaling down some of the thoughts I feel like God's giving me. But also... Um, I'm also open to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, even as I'm typing. I love what Johnny Enlow says. You guys know who Johnny Enlow is? Johnny said that when he was writing his books, he, can't, he cannot wait to write a book because he gets revelation as he writes. 
So I want to encourage you that you'll get revelation from the Holy Spirit as you write or as you type, whatever, whatever the, the format is. Number five or four, reduce the noise. In other words, find quiet places and be intentional about doing that. You guys doing good so far? Let me just wrap it up. I said wrap it up about eight times already today. In conclusion, I feel like the Apostle Paul, right? In conclusion, Timothy. Um, so uh, just practical things, number one. back. I already said number one, but this is a, another number one thing. And so just write it down, then you figure out how I'm speaking this morning, this afternoon. All right, number one. So we want to determine, determine your focus. In other words, um, determine what your focus will be during the 21-day fast. You know, what I always ask, usually two questions. What is important to God and what's important to me? And at that point, I determine my game plan going into my 21 days. Number two, set your objective. This is what I do. I'm fasting and praying towards whatever it is. Let's say it's renewal, guidance, healing, revival, resolution of problems, special grace to handle a certain situation, finances, ministry, family, salvation, whatever it is. It could be one, two, three, four, five things. So I'm fasting and praying towards, so I'm, I'm fasting from. So I'm fasting towards something, but I'm going to fast from something. And let me just give you a breakdown in a moment what that, what that would be. So... Write it down as the Holy Spirit gives it to you. Number three, make your commitment. So you want to determine your focus, you want to set your objective, and then you want to make your commitment. And pray about what kind of fast that you should undertake. A, fasting from food. Now, there's, there's, if you want to fast from food and you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you, let me just give you some real practical things. There's the Jewish fast, which is from, you, miss, you know, morning. You fast from morning to evening. Uh, you eat at sunset. There's the Daniel fast, which is Daniel, found in the book of Daniel, which he ate just fruits and vegetables. In other words, it's a meatless fast. I've done that too. God gave me grace for that. I can't tell you how many bean burritos I had on that fast. Of course, I was in my 20s, so or early 30s actually. Uh, why did I say that? There's the water and juice fast you can undertake. There's liquids. You can just drink uh, water. And then, uh, so create your own. And you can create any kind of combination you want. I would just encourage you along those lines. And then you, there's fasting from food. And then there's also, which has really, really been beneficial for people, is fasting from distractions. So a lot of young people have just turned off their social media for 21 days. They just turned off Facebook. They just, they just post the day before, hey, you guys, I'm heading into a 21-day fast. Uh, I'll get back in 21 days. I'm consecrating this time before the Lord. So they're off of Facebook. They're off of Instagram. They're off of Snapchat. They're off of, you know, all that, you know. They're off of all the, you know, things. I just say that. I know what it is, I think. Snapchat, that's what it is. You know, I just like to say that. And so they're off of these things for 21 days. And I'm telling you, some people, they fast television. They fast. You can fast the Raiders. Well, that's easy. So you can fast the 49ers. That's easy. So just to give it a little, you know, just I don't want any mutiny or, you know, people like offended. 
So, you know, it could be, it could be uh, whatever. What, you, you're just fasting from distractions, things that actually take you away from time with God. Or you can just go ahead instead of, instead of, uh, instead of watching the television, you just go ahead and you let that time be a consecrated time, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, and you open up your Bible, get your journal out, and you just get before the Lord. Or you do a prayer walk, go into your neighborhood. You just start, just start walking the neighborhood, get the exercise in, and go ahead and pray for your neighborhood, pray for your city, pray for just this is that consecrated time between you and the Lord. So, um, and then how much time you'll devote each day to, pr- to pray and be in God's word. And just a simple, simple thing is that um, if, you don't, if you're not like a structured person like me, just say, I just want to increase my prayer time. I want to increase my worship time. And I want to pull back on these foods and I want to pull back on these distractions and I'm going to give it, I'm going to go for it. And I think the Lord honors that. I think the Holy Spirit's behind it. And then I think that if you, again, if you, if you, you know what? If you make that mistake, you, you just, I like what Lou Engel says. You just push reset and you start up again. You know, and that kind of reminds me in conclusion. Uh... Lou, you know, if you guys know who Lou is, right? Lou Engel. Does everyone know who Lou is? Put your hands up if you guys know who Lou is. Okay. Fasting prayer, guys. I Coliseum, Coliseum, like 30, 40,000 people fasting and pray the call, you know. But I'll never forget his story. He woke up one morning and, you know, he's, you know, Lou's like really just kind of a, you know, we got to do this, you know. And he's, you know, and so, so he, you just imagine him, you know, he's like, hey. Wakes up in the morning and he walks out into the you know kitchen. His wife is there and he's like, I don't know what her name is. But, Honey, you know we gotta we're gonna go into a time of fasting and prayer. You know, I got any more fasting and prayer? And she goes, Okay, what do you want for breakfast? You know, <laughs> and so just there's the eagerness to fast and pray, and then there's just you know anyway. Just, I don't know why I thought of that. So let's all stand together and. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going, to, we're going to pray. I want you to take a moment while we're, while we're uh, before the Lord, and I want you to ask him, what kind of fast do you want me to commit to in the next 21 days? And let me just say, I think it's important <clears throat> that we do it corporately, which I didn't have a chance to talk about. I think, it's, I think there's value there's spiritual weightiness on a corporate fast. In other words, no one can ever make somebody pray and fast. You know what I'm saying? I, and I don't ever want that to be my agenda. But I think for the sake of a corporate fast, I think that it's important that we, that we all do it together in one way, shape, or form. So just take a moment. I don't, yeah, we can get a little keys going. Um, just ask the Lord. I won't give you a lot of time, but just maybe 30 seconds. It'll just be quiet, and then you just talk to the Lord and ask him, what kind of fast do you want me to jump on in the next 21 days? What is it that you want me to do? And I think that things will start coming to you. So go ahead, just take a moment.
feel like the Lord's releasing revelation right now. I think he's releasing pictures. I think you're beginning to see yourself in this fast. Just be open to what the Holy Spirit's showing you. you to see what the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit can do in 21 days. So I want you to think the end in mind. I want you to see the fruit of your fast in the Spirit. Maybe it's that person saved. Maybe it's that person healed. Maybe it's that relationship restored. Maybe it's the financial breakthrough. I want you to see it. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, let me see it. Let me see it. business that's going to prosper. Maybe it's the prodigal that's going to return. Maybe it's that new endeavor you've been praying about that God would step, move you into. Maybe it's a ministry assignment. Maybe it's a vocation. Maybe it's a double anointing. Maybe it's a new mantle that's dropping. Let's just take a few moments. Let's let the Holy Spirit encounter our hearts. Lord, we just separate these next 21 days for your glory and for your honor. Father, we submit ourselves to just draw near, to align our hearts with yours, to offer you the first fruits of 2018.
So we're going to give this next 21 days as an offering. As an offering. And like what you did with the fish and the loaves, it might be small, but it's here and I give it to you. And I ask you, Lord, with the thing I give, this little I give, multiply it. Do something miraculous with it. You know, all of heaven is waiting. All of heaven is waiting to come alongside your commitment in these next 21 days. So take time. Whatever the Lord gave you in the last few moments, write it down. Get before the Lord. Here's what I love about New Year's Eve, our worship time. I like to get in here. We begin at 9. I like to just get my Bible out. Worship is the presence of the Lord's in the room. Worship is, is happening. I just block those two or three hours out, and I just say, download. Just give me a download. It's time for me to reflect. It's time for me to, to kind of, if I can say, man up in the spirit and just hear the voice of the Lord moving into 2018. Now, you might not be able to come here tonight. That's totally cool. But find a place. Find a place. If it's not today, let it be tomorrow. So, Lord, we just, we just give these 21 days as an offering. We just go ahead and just take your hand and kind of put, make a little cup <laughs> to say it's an offering. Just give it to the Lord. So next 21 days is an offering. I don't, I don't really know yet what I'm going to do, but I, I want to give it to you as an offering these next 21 days. I want to give it to you as an offering. I believe that restoration is going to flow. I believe that I, I believe signs and wonders will take place. I believe it. I believe God breakthroughs are going to take place. So we give it, Lord, as an offering. We say, take this, multiply it. I commit this to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that you've called me to this place. Thank you that you've called me to the 21 days. Thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, I, I sense something in my spirit. There's going to be some amazing things that are going to take place. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.